Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini-sode of Colton Classic Podcast. These are the in-between main episodes uh, we bring you every Friday to uh, bring special movie reviews, product reviews, interviews, all sorts of cool one-off things uh, to your happy ears every week. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, then to your eyes as well. So today uh, I am excited as always. I'm your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm going to talk about one of my favorite flicks from 2021 so far. And that is the Icelandic folk horror strangeness lamb. Now this did hit nationwide theaters in the US. Uh, we, much like when Gaia came out uh, earlier this year, we can sort of thank the pandemic for... Uh, for distributors like A24 pushing out these foreign films to a wider audience. Um, it's one of the few things that have positively come out of such a tragic uh, happening like this pandemic. But uh, I'm very excited uh, to be able to share Lamb with everyone. Now, if it's not playing in theaters right now, as it is out of theaters here in California, it is streaming now. Uh, so you can definitely watch this flick from the comfort of your own home. It is really great, and I want to tell you why. This is kind of a divisive film as well, uh, and, and I, we can go into some of those reasons uh, why I think that's true and why it's not really a surprise, but I'll tell you why uh, this movie's great, and you'll be able to tell if it's up your alley or not. So, first thing, this movie stars uh, an actress that I have long respected Numi Rapace, Rapace, and this is right off the bat, I am going to horribly butcher every single name in this because I, uh, my, my Swedish, uh, Icelandic, all of the Scandinavian languages, I, I am very, very bad at. So just straight up apologize uh, right away. But Numi is really fantastic. American audiences will recognize her. Uh, she was uh, Dr. Elizabeth Shaw in Ridley Scott's Prometheus from 2012. She's in the uh, Swedish films of uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She plays Elizabeth Salander, so she's recognized with her. She's also in a lot of other American films like Sherlock Holmes, A Game of uh, Shadows. Uh, she played Madame Heron. So she's, she's been in a lot, and she continues to be in a lot, which is makes me very happy because I think she's super awesome. And she definitely carries a difficult role in this film uh, sort of effortlessly. So she plays the wife of, uh, uh, of, of actor Hilmer Snar Galdnesson. Again, 
apologies for my butchering of your names, um, a sweet man uh, who with him and his wife live in the middle of the Icelandic country uh, farming. They raise sheep and animals and so on uh, with their dog. And we learn through almost dialogueless filming that uh, they have lost a child uh, and at some point. In the, in the past. We don't know how far away, whatever the case is. But weirdly enough, as people who watch the trailer for Lamb will know, uh, some force entered their Lamb's uh, building in the middle of the night and uh, copulated and a, one of the Lambs gives birth to a human-Lamb hybrid. Now, the childless couple, uh, yes, things are gonna get weird. They see this and they decide to raise this as a child. They even name uh, it Ada after uh, their their lost child. So this this new intelligent, unable to speak, uh, lamb-headed creature uh, is is sort of repairs their marriage and draws them together. Now uh, there's lots of other stuff that becomes involved, um, such as. Uh, the husband's ne'er-do-well brother, who uh, at one point had a uh, relationship with the wife and would like to rekindle it, um, and is skeptical of this new child and thinks it's sort of unnatural. And then uh, we have a, a big reveal when Ada's true uh, lineage becomes clear. Now, it is, I think the reason when you see people who didn't like this movie that they didn't like it is it is not a traditional horror film. You are not going to get a big witch ending, um, Robert Eggers film, uh, which was another sort of subdued folk horror film until the end. You really don't get anything like that. And I will explain the ending of this film and my interpretation, which I think is probably the correct one in this case. But again, there are many uh, after I get over this little quick review. So if you, uh, if this sounds like it's up your alley, you like strange movies, you like movies that build an atmosphere over action, um, but they, and they have fantastic acting and incredible scenery in the, this country area of Iceland. It was filmed in Iceland, Sweden, Poland. Then just stop right now and watch the movie and then listen to the rest of this. And I can uh, go into detail about the ending. I don't want to spoil that. Uh, I usually don't believe in spoilers. In this case, I do think that there's a lot of strength to be added to the ending if you don't know it's coming. So here we go. Uh, anyway, the resolution to this film is sad, but poignant. And uh, here comes the spoiler and discussion of the ending here, uh, which by the way, this film is subtitled. If you really hate subtitles, get over it. You're missing out on a lot of great cinema. Um, there are certainly reasons why you may not be able to read very easily, but this is a very dialogue light movie. The vast majority of it, you will not need to read. So I think you can handle it. Now, the ending of this film uh, is tragic and the plot sort of centers around a few key events that have long spaces of happiness in between. So these key events, they're not forgotten, but they're moved into the back of our brain, much as the most effective surprise endings are. I don't think this is a surprise ending necessarily. It's not a twist, um, but it does have a high impact. So in this movie, as I said, uh, this couple takes this lamb hybrid baby and raises it uh, for a while and they become in love with it. It loves them. It doesn't speak, but it is demonstrative. Uh, it does understand them. And they, the, one of the hangups is that the thing's actual lamb mother wants to take care of it 
keeps breaking out of the kennel, uh, the fences and going to the window at night and will not leave it alone. And there's a, clearly a jealousy between Numi's uh, character and this lamb to the point where in the middle of the night, she hears it, she takes the gun, the, the rifle that they have over the uh, entryway to the house uh, and takes the lamb out to the field and shoots it and she buries it and then she comes back. Now, this is an unsettling moment because we know that the lamb, that to her, that is her, her kid, that is her child. Um, and this is sort of, uh, it, it feels a little like a kidnapping murder in a way because that is kind of what it is, but because it's cross species, it's hard to really make that claim, um, but it, it touches us in the same way. Well, um, the end of the film then, nearing the end, I should say, uh, we have Lamb, uh, the Lamb, Ada, um, out with the dog where something, we see a humanoid reflection in her eyes, kills their dog and she sees it and she runs into the house and looks uh, poignantly, powerfully into a mirror at herself. And we realize she has seen something like her. Um, then we, we quickly move to the ending where uh, Numi having sent her husband's ne'er-do-well brother off on a bus. She gets back and cannot find her husband or Ada and she hears a gunshot. And she, we, she doesn't point it out to us, but we, if careful eyes, see that the gun over the entryway is gone. And she runs into the field seeking where the sound came from and she finds her husband dying, having been shot in the neck. And uh, we see, <laughs> she doesn't see it, he's already left, but there is a uh, spoiler alert, a goat person uh, who has raised the rifle like a man and shot the husband and takes Ada. And this is where the ending truly blew my mind, is the creature's gone. Um, way by the time Numi's character gets there and, and, and sits with her husband who can no longer speak and is dying, she's, she's screaming, why? What? What is it? Like, why? And then she stops, just cold and look, turns and looks in the direction from, from where the, the creature left, uh, most likely. And we see the dawning realization. And this is that moment, that, uh, that fairy tale uh, ethical reaction that came from her actions. We see that she immediately understands that she killed Ada's mother and this creature the father, most likely, uh, knows that as well and made this intentional sojourn to, the, to their house to take a gun and murder the husband and take Ada. It is uh, a very cold, sad, terrifying eye for an eye situation. And the reason I, I like to use, I think folk tale, um, fairy tale, these are really important terms when dealing with this film because there is a clear message uh, with this understanding of the ending uh, to this movie. Uh, Numi's character is guilty of, of what she's essentially being accused of by this goat creature through the murder of her husband. And her being so confused and so distraught and then instantly turning on a dime and having this sort of knowing understanding is just very powerful to me as a viewer and i think a lot of people didn't quite understand that and that's not a dig there are certainly movies um, that have very open endings that uh, i didn't understand the ending to necessarily but 
and there are other interpretations, I'm sure. But the thing about it is, it when it does hit right to you as a viewer, when you do think that you get it, uh, it is the most powerful communication that a film, in my opinion, can accomplish. Because you've got a, a deep understanding all of a sudden and everything fits into place. So while the risk for uh, a film like this, and this is something European cinema is sort of famous for uh, as far as we Americans uh, are concerned, um, is having these open-ended sort of odd, not everything tied in a, a neat little bow and not endings uh, is, they can be, the risk is worth the reward because if you get it right, if you show the audience just enough to make them truly like connect all the dots, then, but not so much that they figured it out before the very end. If you hit that perfect mark, you have accomplished something that um, is the pinnacle of visual filmic communication, right? You used more than words, you used more than the visuals, you used the combination of everything, sound, music, visual, um, dialogue, uh, storytelling to create that one understanding and it all fits together. And it, I, for me, this film did that. And I really, really loved it. And it, it's haunting. It's a sad story. Um, but there are others who disagree thing, especially because they see the horror tag on this. And really it is most definitely a drama. There is a mystery afoot. There are some horrorish monster elements, but the horror really comes from the, the, the foreboding future. We know this cannot end well, and it hurts because the family setup is so beautiful um, between uh, the, the husband, wife, and this lamb uh, kid. So this is my way of saying, check out this movie. I really think this is one, especially if you're a student of film, if you like art house films, if you like slow burn movies, um, check it out. It's really beautifully shot. Uh, this is also um, written by the director, uh, Vladimir Johansson, and uh, and I'm probably going to ruin the name, Jean, uh, S-J-O with a uh, accent N. And uh, Jean is actually also an established writer at this point, um, but I'm very excited because uh, this person is the writer also with Robert Eggers of The Northman, uh, Robert Eggers of The Witch and Lighthouse, his new film coming out next year, 2022, about a Viking revenge story. So I can really get behind this. It's got a, quite a pedigree behind it. Um, and if people are wondering about the visual, like how, how accomplished the special effects, but also just the cinematography are uh, the director Johansson uh, is longtime special effects work worked on uh, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story in 2016, the Tomorrow War um, with uh, the, the recent Amazon Prime film with Chris Pratt, uh, Oblivion, worked camera and electrical with Oblivion, uh, the Tom Cruise movie. So there's plenty of, of experience there uh, for for the director, although this is uh, the first feature film from uh, Vladimir Johansson. So, and to have something so excellent, to me, this does feel like Robert Eggers' entry, you know, that The Witch, it just came out of left field, it wasn't expected, um, it, it subverted our, our, our expectations in a way that, that showed a real strong intelligence uh, and the, the whole cast, small as it is, is brilliant, especially uh, Numi, who, who just, 
uh, I'm in love. Absolutely great. So that's my review, uh, sort of a love letter to this movie, Lamb 2020. Check it out, stream it, uh, pick it up uh, on physical media if you can. Uh, go see it in theaters if it's still playing in your area. And I cannot wait to see what's next for everyone involved with this picture. Uh, if you like this movie and you're looking for something else similar, uh, I, we did a mini soda review of uh, Gaia uh, a few months back. Check that out as well. Uh, it is also... Uh, really atmospheric incredibly shot beautiful movie a little bit more action a little bit more obvious horror in that one but it's still a slow burn atmospheric flick so that's it for this mini sort of cult and classic podcast as always i'm your host nate wyckoff check us out uh, next tuesday for another main entry in our uh, cult and classic series which is where we talk about two films one mainstream one cult and discuss them both uh, and uh yeah to play us out as always is the chud have a happy holidays and i can't wait to talk in your ear next week Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.